Today on Rooted Daily, we ask what you can do if you've wrecked your life. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and so you think you've wrecked your life. Now what do you do? No one plans to ruin their life. It's never our New Year's resolution, but our lives can be wrecked. It happens. The choices we make have consequences. A few days ago, we did an episode on a few of the many ways a life can be destroyed. We can do it by doing whatever we like in life and disregard God's plan for us. We can start an addiction. We can try to go through life alone or with the wrong friends. We can live beyond our means or think that this world revolves around us. Any of those can make a mess of our relationships and opportunities and even our lives themselves. Fortunately, our God is one of forgiveness, but he does not want us to continue sinning so that grace may abound because sin has consequences. And even after their forgiveness, we still feel that reality. So what should we do if we're past the stage of prevention and now we're just aiming for damage control? I have ruined my life. Now what? Well, first, Damage control is just an exercise in priorities. You can't fix everything at once. And so you need to start with what is really important. Sit down, make a list for yourself, write down the broken relationships, the lost opportunities, the other bridges that have burned down and start ranking what needs the most attention. At the top of that list has to be God. You can spend the rest of your life trying to fix a marriage or overcome addiction or rebuild friendships but it's all going to be pointless without God. God is waiting for us to come to him for forgiveness. Colossians 1.13 says, he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We can be redeemed. I can be offered a clean slate. In fact, Hebrews 10.17 says that God will remember our sins and lawless acts no more. He will forget about our sin. That's got to be our priority. And then once we get things straight with him, we can turn to the physical damage around us. With the help of God, we need to reconcile with those who should be closest to us and repair those relationships. We need to get our physical house in order, but we can't do it all at once. And we won't be able to do anything meaningful or lasting without God. Second, We need to acknowledge the grace of God. The Apostle Paul, even while he was serving God as fully as he knew how, said that he had a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan. And in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8, he says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oftentimes, our choices lead us to the position that we're in. Other times, our circumstances are outside of our control. Either way, God's grace is sufficient for us. We might think that we have made a wreck of our life, but God is always capable of redeeming us. When we make ourselves weak, God can pick us up. He can put us back together and make us stronger than we thought possible. 
we shouldn't look to the past and all the damage that we see back there and say that it's all worthless. It's not worthless. That dishonors the grace of God. All of our lives can be turned into a demonstration for God's love and God's grace. The Bible is a long story of lives that were once destroyed, but that God rebuilt. First Corinthians 10 says, that's the purpose of scripture, especially the Old Testament. Paul writes, these things happen to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. When we accept the gift of God's grace, God can do powerful things in our life, but we won't be able to achieve those things on our own. God never says that he will never give us more than we can bear on our own. In fact, he often does that. He gave Paul a thorn to humble him and remind him that on his own, he is hopeless, but through God, he is more than a conqueror. Acknowledge the grace of God and through him, you will be able to push forward no matter how wrecked you think your life is. Third, we need to forget the past and press on. There are some things God wants us to remember. Throughout the Old Testament, the Lord repeatedly tells the Israelites not to forget who he is, who was the one who brought them out of Egypt and into the promised land. We should never forget what God has done for us and how he has transformed our lives. But as for the rest, the rest that's behind us in the past, the Bible tells us to forget it and move on. Paul writes in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, and here it is, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Before this uh, section of scripture, Paul said that he had lost everything. His physical life was ruined in, in just about every respect. His reputation, his possess possessions, his position, they were all gone. His life by many definitions was ruined. But Paul said he forgot about that so that he could move forward. His answer to the, to the question, I've ruined my life, now what? Is to forget what's behind, strain forward for what is ahead. Finally, to turn our life around, we need to serve a greater purpose. As long as you're focused on yourself and what you think or want or feel, nothing will change. The greatest commands from God are to love him and to love others. And that is exactly what we need to do when we are wanting to change things in our life. In 2 Corinthians 4, 5, we see that's the reality for Christians. It says, for what we preach is not of ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Christ is my Lord. Christ is my master. He dictates my life now. And he commands me to make myself a servant to others. Humility is at the core of our faith, and it will go a long way towards changing our lives. 
Humility forces me out of the mindset that the world revolves around Brandon. And it helps me see that no matter how many bumps I hit in my life, God put me here for a reason. I am here to serve God and to serve others. I may not like or understand that plan that God has for me, but I realize it will go a whole lot more smoothly if I work within it instead of against it. Regardless of your circumstance and how you end up asking this question, I've ruined my life, now what? This is God's answer. His word tells us to prioritize, first by making him a priority and then focusing on our marriages and our families and our friends and the church. His word tells us to acknowledge his grace and how he is using our lives to demonstrate it. His word tells us to forget the troubles of the past, to live a new life in him. And his word tells us that he has a greater purpose for us than we even know. And that in everything we do, we should ask what God's plan is. If we do that, God offers a clean slate and the opportunity to live a transformed life. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now, to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.